Welcome to Ragbag. My name's Frank Burton. It's another label special, a nice long selection of tunes from Goa Galaxy, Psychedelic Trance all the way. Before that, I've got some things to talk to you about, but first of all, we have an exclusive first play of the new single by Homer Jr., introduced by Jack from the band. The band being Homer Jr., not the band. That's a different band. You know what? I'm glad that we've cleared this up. Yeah? Hey, this is Jack from Homer Jr. You're listening to our new track, Short Term No Anchor. It's out on the 30th of October, 2020. Yeah, I've been thinking lately about things with holes in. You know what I mean? Things with holes in. I've been thinking about it lately. Like those 
gloves you can get with holes for the fingers, you know, so you can still play Candy Crush when it's cold. I wonder how many times bigger the handhole is compared to the finger holes at the top. Have you ever wondered that? Must be at least nine or ten times. Probably more than that, unless you've got really thin wrists. Yeah, which some people do, but then you've probably got thin fingers too and you're wearing a smaller size glove. Or maybe you're a bodybuilder, so you've got a really thick wrist from all the weights that you lift. But then you've still just got regular size fingers, I presume. I haven't looked close enough, but I assume bodybuilders' fingers are just regular sized fingers, unless they've got little dumbbell sets for their fingers, little finger gyms, have them running around in a hamster wheel doing cardio and all that. People are impressed by large biceps for some reason, so why not extra large fingers? What happens to fingernails though? What does happen if your fingers end up doubling in size? Fingernails only come in one size, right? Or do they stretch? As I say, I've been noticing things with holes in, you know what I mean? Sellotape. A roll of sellotape. You get that, Americans. Scotch tape, that's your preferred brand, right? Comes with a big hole in the middle. Just a big old empty space. You could almost say a roll of sellotape is mostly just empty space. It's mostly nothing. If it wasn't for the bit around the outside, it would just be one big hole with no beginning and no end. There's lots of things with holes in, aren't there? Those bags that you get lemons in, they're like little nets, aren't they? Like someone's fished the lemons out of the sea. Why do they put lemons in a net bag? Who had that idea? That net they're in, that's another thing that's hardly there at all. It's mostly just holes. Empty space held together by further sections of empty space and some string. Well, they could hardly use a solid bag with no transparency. It'd be a lot less environmental than a few bits of string. Also, you wouldn't be able to see the lemons. How would you know what you were buying? I wonder what's in this mystery bag. Weird thing is though, I bought a bag of lemons the other day. The lemons were in the net as usual, but also I noticed, even though I could see the lemons very clearly, there was a little slip of paper attached to the net and in bold capital letters it said LEMONS. Clearly, that label isn't there for the benefit of blind people. There's no braille on it. Even colorblind people can differentiate lemons from limes. They're a different size and shape. Then I noticed something else. On the label, next to the word lemons, was a picture of a lemon. A little illustrative drawing. 
and it occurred to me maybe there are people in this world with the cognitive ability and intellectual capacity to shop independently who nonetheless don't know what a lemon looks like. Who are these people? What else don't they know? Do they know what clouds are? Or do they occasionally wonder about those white floaty things? And then I thought, well, maybe, maybe they're super intelligent, these people. You know that expression, the more you learn, the less you know? Maybe that's what happens with these super intelligent people. Like, they'll learn one thing, like something really complicated, but the price they pay is for getting something really basic. It's like a trade-off. Congratulations, you're now one of the world's leading experts in string theory. The downside, you've forgotten what a lemon is. There are a lot of things with holes in them, aren't there? Biscuits. You know what I mean, Americans? Cookies, right? As far as I understand it, the things that you guys call biscuits are called scones over there, or scones. Let's not get into the controversy around the pronunciation of the word scones. I haven't got time for that. I'm just saying there are certain biscuits available in the UK which I'm sure couldn't possibly be available anywhere else. Surely not. Custard creams, they sound good, don't they? They're not. That's why they don't have them in America. I've never been to the United States, but in my imagination, it's just full. Like there's an absolute abundance of really nice biscuits, cookies, if you will. Anyway, I won't go on about it. I've got a bit of a conspiracy theory about these British biscuits. The short version is this. They're an obsolete form of social control, like a very early version of the surveillance technology that's embedded within smartphones and Alexas and all of that. I'll talk to you properly about it another time because I could fill a book with this stuff. I really could. But one thing I will say, they're suspiciously inexpensive. Like, it's 15 pence for a large packet of custard creams. It probably contains half your recommended daily intake of calories. That means if you forget nutrition, you could live off two packets of these biscuits a day easily. How are they making money from this? They're not. It's a conspiracy. Anyway, let's just leave it there. I'm not going to get into it. The point is, these horrible biscuits that we have here in the UK, they've got these little holes in, little pin pricks in them. Maybe it's from all the mysterious chemicals they inject into them. I couldn't say. There's a set number of these little pin pricks in them. Digestive biscuits have 18 little holes in them. It's always the same, 18 little holes in each one. Bourbon biscuits. They sound tasty, don't they, Americans? They're not. I'll have a bourbon. They're chocolate biscuits that literally taste of nothing. They've got 10 holes in them. 
custard creams have a variable number depending on the manufacturer. Sometimes it's three, sometimes it's five. Don't ask me why. I'm just an observer of these cold hard facts. And then there's the most bewildering biscuit of all time and I do not understand how this thing exists. It's the blandest tasting thing in the world. It's even worse than the others but for some reason it costs a little bit more financially. I am of course referring to the rich tea biscuit and I'll tell you what it interests me that this is the one with the most holes. Get this there are 22 holes in a rich tea biscuit. You know what, there are a lot of holes in things, aren't there, guys? There are a lot of holes in things. I used a paper napkin the other day, and there are a lot of little dimples in it. I'm not sure why. Maybe it helps with the absorption, or maybe they're just decorative. Seems like a weird thing to decorate, but anyway, it occurred to me that technically those little dimples are a kind of hole. It's weird, isn't it? How we use the word hole to define something that goes right the way through something and we use the same word to describe something that just makes a little dent in the thing. They're two very different things though aren't they? One is an empty space, the other is a confined space. And then I thought, what if all the holes in the world went all the way through to the other side? What if drains went all the way down to the other side of the world? What about nostrils? You could look up my nose and see out the top of my head. Who needs a telescope when you've got Frank's nostrils? Wear a big lens as a hat and away you go. There would of course be downsides. You wouldn't be able to drink from a cup or a glass because the bottom would be gone. But there's ways around that. You can have a U-shaped tube and a hole at both ends, fill it up with beer or whatever you're drinking. Then two of you could share with a straw at each end. Actually, why don't we start doing that anyway? Seems like a fun way to drink. Maybe wait until the virus is gone, eh? Anyway, I hope you've enjoyed listening to me talking about things that have got holes in. Why not get in touch? Tell me about things that you have noticed that have got holes in. On second thoughts, listeners, with all due respect, please don't do that. Now it's time for a sensational mix of music courtesy of Goa Galaxy. Goa Galaxy is an organisation and net label dedicated to the development of underground psychedelic music and culture. Since 2008, they've been putting out music in their favourite genres, Goa Trance, Psychedelic Trance, Nitz Honot and Down Tempo. Check them out on Bandcamp or at goagalaxy.com. Links are in the show notes. Now, let's hear a big 
bunch of music. You are going to enjoy this. Let's just let the music speak for itself. It is all great stuff. That is enough from me. Here it all is. Enjoy.
Thank you for listening. What a great show we have had today. Thanks to Homer Jr. Good luck with the new releases, guys. Extra special thanks to Goa Galaxy. Full track listing and links in the show notes. My website is frankburton.co.uk. Make sure you check out the Ragbag Rambler video series. And of course, all of my books, including the Ragbag novel, Everything I Am. New one, just around the corner. I will see you very soon. Bye-bye.